0: Talent, the regions, the Premiership and Wales Women in this week's Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. <music>
1: Dragons
0: back rower Aaron Wainwright came from nowhere 12 months ago when he Eagles first Wales cap in the summer. So is he targeting the November Series and World Cup?
2: No, I'm looking at those as targets as such. i just want to focus on playing while well, we can make out getting results for the Dragons and uh, whatever else happens, I'll just take the bonus.
0: Well, the Women's Cruiser tournament Tournament's building nicely towards the November Series Internationals. And it's Cardiff Blues Vice Captain Liliana Popadek.
3: Gets everyone playing together the first start and then coming together as a national team should become a lot easier for the Autumn Internationals.
0: At Merthyr Bax, coach Gavin Dacey knows their targets for everyone this
1: season. I've been asked about relegation and all sides in the bottom four to six. And, and we played those sides last year and they really did give us difficult outings. And that wasn't just the way, you know, that was up here
0: as well. And the later premiership in course will start with one of the more remarkable rises in Welsh rugby. This time last year, Aaron Wainwright was looking forward to getting the odd chance for the Dragons. Now he's been capped by Wales... And has been a regular starter for the Gwent region this season. Dragons coach Bernard Jackman on his twenty one year old back rower.
4: Yeah, he's going great, his birthday today, yeah. twenty one. He's gotta be inspirational for anyone in those in that A League or anyone who's missed out on playing for their country under eighteens or under twenties because he shows that you know, if you have the right attitude and, and you're talented and you're patient, opportunities will arise and for him to go from where he was I think he signed three contracts last year, you know, um to go from academy to get his first cap for Wales in the space of 12 months is, is phenomenal. And he started all four games for us and he's, he's been excellent. Yeah, so I think, you know, our back row is so exciting that with Moriarty and, and Ollie Griffiths and him in particular, given their age profile, you know, we've obviously got guys like Lewis Evans, Nick could James Thomas, etc. Who are more experienced, but uh, and have a lot of value, but those three that could be a, f- a very exciting back row for the Dragons for years to come, and maybe potentially Wales at some stage. You know.
0: Just over a year what was it that made you
4: think? Uh, of? Because
0: he had a really, really, really rapid.
4: Uh, yeah, program. he um, he's unbelievable pace, and he's got a very good attitude in terms of being consistently a hard worker. And particularly on Scramble D, which he had, we had to do too much last year, he's really selfless. Still a lot of work to do on, on his role in certain areas and technically in the line at Mall, etc. But he's a very interesting project. He's got a lot of potential. I'd say he's only at 50% of where he can get to. which Because he's just had so, many, so little, his training age is so low, he's had very little time in any kind of proper system. So his growth can be way higher than someone else has been. You know, spotted at 16 and being involved in in different uh, age grade teams. You
0: know? Are we talking about someone who could be an impact in the World Cup, or wh- where do you see him? Playing? Yeah, he
4: can. He definitely can because um, he can. But I uh, just hard to say that because there's so many good back rows in Wales. But um, as I said, if he can get that potential out of him, you know, he could rise pretty quickly. I mean, got the cap in the summer. Yeah.
0: Did he come back? Into yeah, the different. Pre-season? Yeah, he came back
4: different because I think if you look at last year, he was surrounded by a lot of young young players. Which is great, he just got on with it, but I think now he's been in the way with Wales, he's seen the next level, and he's come back, and I think he's got a taste of it now. And he was always motivated, but I just, I think he's more intolerant of poor performance, and probably even harder himself, so he's still a quiet, unassuming, humble guy, but definitely there's, there's a bit of an edge to him as well, which is, you know, which is important.
0: So what has Aaron Wainwright himself made of his progress?
2: been good, yes, yeah. it's been of uh, hard work but just looking to push on this season now, um, try and sort of top what I've done last season, just keep building, build my way through the season and push on and see, see what I, I can do this year, yeah.
0: I'll take you back sort of 13, 14 months, yeah, and come through, yeah, I've been star of all the academy sides and Wales age grades and all those sort of things. What was your attitude then and what were your sort of hopes and aspirations
2: then? Just sort of learning. I wanted to learn as much as I could. And Obviously just being in this sort of environment. Bernard had just come in when I was uh, sort of training with the academy sort of full time. So just trying to learn and like, develop my skills uh, from the more experienced boys, the boys in the first team. And just get like get into a routine of like coming in and training, um, playing on a weekend, doing what all the, all the pros are doing, yeah. You started getting a few opportunities, what did that feel like? Good, yeah, massive confidence boost, um, come back from injury, selected for the Kings game, I was on the bench for that. Obviously massive high moment for me and then just playing against the Blues the week after and then I had my first start against Newcastle, so just kept coming back from there really, yeah.
0: You started playing fairly regularly for the Dragons and and got mentioned pretty early up in in Wales as a person they were looking at. Mm -hmm. Some people, their head would have gone at that.
2: Yeah, it was. Well, when there was uh, members of it, it was. Uh, did uh, I obviously did get a bit excited? I tried to keep myself grounded. But um, now it was nice. Um, obviously went away in the summer, um, which was a really good experience. I got a bit of game time there. Um, I enjoyed enjoyed it. Obviously learned a lot more from um, the boys up in, in the Walsh squad um, but yeah it's good I just want to sort of focus on, on sort of this year now building with the Dragons uh, two good wins uh, so far so just looking to build on that uh, this season and see see how well we can do.
0: So when you were picked for the summer tour you, they said everyone was going to play so you knew you were going to get a chance was yeah the, what did that whole experience everyone you're training with everyone you're playing with what did that mean for you?
2: It was obviously a massive, massive moment for me, um, but obviously I just wanted to try and like learn as much as I could, um, just take in obviously what the coaches were saying um, and just trying to like take things away from the tour that I could bring back Mm -hmm. just to make myself a better player and then just use that here for for the Dragons, yeah when you came on with family out there has everyone been able to make the trip yeah my dad came over he went to cause originally I was on the bench for the South Africa game so we came up, over to America to watch obviously didn't get on so we f- flew back to the UK then <laughs> and then down to Argentina but yeah I s- spoke to him after the game and he was chuffed to bits and I really appreciated him coming out um, yeah it was a really good moment yeah, awesome. nice. yeah I know, back I know, I know. yeah it? I know yeah it's good though Bernard
0: was just saying it's made a difference to you this year coming into pre-season you're a Wales international you've had that experience obviously you'd be different to this time last year but what's it done for you in terms of coming into
2: this new season personally I don't think it's changed me as a person I just think obviously I've had that experience just sort of want to try and like keep pushing myself I've obviously come in, come in to pre-season like, looking to play regular rugby but I just want to focus on just training week in week out and just putting in good performances in on the weekend and if I keep doing that then I think I'll be happy and the coach will be happy as well. You
0: set targets, there's a November squad coming up and then a year's time as a World Cup but are you looking at those? Things? No, you must be.
2: Not, not looking at those as, as targets such as such I just want to focus on playing, playing well week in week out getting results for the Dragons and uh, whatever else happens I'll just take the bonus.
0: What do you feel your greatest strengths? Bernard was talking about speed.
2: Yeah, speed. I think I think I'm quite quick, versatile, run park, ball carrying. I think I'm quite dynamic. When I carry the ball. Um, obviously a lot of, lot of things that I can work on improve, like my defence. I think I need to start working a bit more more on that, just individual tackle technique. But yeah, that will come just with training, and yeah, just looking to improve, improve all the time. Another interesting role is that of an impact player. It's maybe
0: surprisingly different. Ryan Elias was on the Wales tour in the summer, but this season he's been back playing second fiddle to Scarlet's and Wales hooker Ken Owens. So, how's he been finding it?
5: Frustrated, like, obviously you want to be playing we in, week out as much as you can, so, um, yeah, there's frustration there, but, uh, you know, I'm happy. I'll get my chance soon now and show them what I can do.
4: Coming back from the summer, were you pleased how it we
6: went?
5: Yeah, yeah, I thought it was a you know, successful trip over to Argentina. You know, we played three tough sides uh, there. Well, two tough sides. Um, So, yeah, you know, confident off the back of that. Mm. So, I guess this season now is just to try and build, you know, what we have finished on uh, last season. And from a
2: personal point of view, obviously, I suppose, Autumn's the target.
5: Yeah, obviously, uh, you know, I'd love to make that squad, you know, be involved in them games. You know, you want to be playing these games in the lead up to that. Put your best foot forward. So, uh, hopefully, in the next couple of weeks I'll get get a bit more run out. Every time you do start, that's you've got to make the most of that opportunity because all your rivals for that Wales
0: squad place have been getting a lot more game time.
5: Yeah, exactly. Obviously, i will be buying my time on the bench, you know, coming on, you know, closing the games out. Um, it's a different role when you're starting. You look at the game a bit differently, so hopefully things will go well for myself on a, on a personal level. But the main thing is getting that win, getting back on the horse now at home, especially with our proud record, so...
0: How different is that role?
5: Surprisingly, it's quite difficult coming on off the bench because you're chasing the game, you know, and you don't really get your second win. So you find you blow up a lot quicker than when, what you do when you start, which is it's odd because you're only playing, you know, maybe 10, 20 minutes compared to 60 or whatever. I guess it's different in that sense. You've also got the pressure of coming on if it's a tight game you want to make sure you don't mess up, you know, see the game out and get the win. Like, so it's a different sort of pressure, I guess. For a while, Ken was seen as a specialist bench hooker at the
0: highest level. Was it, it yeah. against him? He was an impact player, wasn't it?
5: Yeah.
0: It is a different role, isn't it? You almost worry you could get pigeonholed
5: as player. Well, the that's it. Uh, yes, Ken was there for years here at the Scarlets, being Matthew Reese, and obviously the same with Wales. So he understands my frustration when you know I'm not playing, or you know if I'm on the bench watching him for you know 60, 70 minutes. So he's been there. He's done it. We speak openly about these things. know he does reassure me as well you know things get better (laughs) but uh yeah no so obviously i get frustrated but who wouldn't and you know he's been there he's experienced it firsthand you know for numerous years
0: i mean you want to make an impression but you don't want to be a headless chicken you don't want the adrenaline to mean you start overthrowing and stuff well that's it
5: Uh, yeah you know you you can easily think well i've got 10 20 minutes here you know to try and Show the coaches what I can do, and you know, obviously the Welsh coaches, etc. But then it's, there's a fine line of you know trying too hard, chasing the game too much, and then you do tend to make more mistakes. It's just you know you got to buy into our structure in defence, attack, You're not stray too far away from that, I'm not chase the game too much because obviously that can go against the teams. I find I'm a bit more relaxed when I start. You've got a lot more time to uh, ease yourself into the game. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird one. Um, it's hard to explain, really. But, yeah, it's, I feel a, a little bit less pressure when I do that. But, you know, I'm happy coming on off the bench, if, you know, if that's my role. I'm happy to see these games out as well.
0: An interesting perspective there and a little different to how it seems. A landmark at the Blues when Macaulay Cook came on in the second half of their win over Munster, his 150th
7: appearance for the Blues. So, what were his feelings about the achievement? Yeah, you know, massive, very proud, uh, family, very proud. Been here a long time now, and, uh, when I first started, I always used to look up But some of the older boys who played, like, you know, Gethin Jenkins, Daniel Jones, Tauntree's Thomas, 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 you know, boys like that, who's had so many games, and it's just, uh, it's mad that I've, uh, I've actually up there now with, with those sort of numbers, so yeah, very proud. Can you remember, remember back to your first one? I can, yeah, you I I always remember your first one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I played, uh, I came off the bench against Exeter in the City Stadium, um, in the LV Cup. I was only on for about 10 minutes, I was running around like a headless chicken, I think, a bit frantic, but, um, yeah, I always remember that game. I think we drew in the end, we had a kick to draw the game, but, yeah, I couldn't believe the pace of the game at at the time, you know, I'd only played sort of, I was 18, played Premiership Rugby, and it was a step up, really, the pace of the game, and I made my first start then in the league against the old irony. Boys was playing with boys like Tito and, and Richie Reese and boys like us very experienced boys so I was a bit in awe really but yeah like I said it's been a long time since then and uh, I'm just excited now to hope to make the family proud but like I said most importantly to put a performance in and you know we got a squad yeah we got the quality of squad and to do the job and we, we know that you know last year proved that we, we put some good performances in we showed some glimpses of some good stuff this year You've been very flexible over the years. Always been a bit uh, sort of uh, versatile, if you like. I think it's good in a way, but I think it does also hinder you in a way. You don't quite nail them down. But I've been playing a bit more second row this year, training a bit more second row and try and focus on that. But like I said, whatever opportunities, whatever the, the, the coaching staff want me to play, I'm, I'm happy to play. You know, I'm just just grateful to be given the chance to get on the field and, and perform. So I, I'll play wherever they want me to play, really. But, yeah, very versatile.
0: If you look at the A structure that's in place now for a forward trying to come through between sort of 20 and 23, do you wish that had been around then? Would that have been a better stepping stone at times
2: for
7: you, do you Yeah, definitely. uh, It's a positive thing. I think it sort of bridges that gap between Premiership Rugby and Regional Rugby. I think it does that very well. I think obviously it's, it's good for the coaches as well, like young coaches, to get a crack as well so that that's definitely a positive but I also think that if you're very young coming through I think you need a few games in the Premiership first to sort of make your mark and if you can handle that because you know the Premiership is tough on times you're playing against old heads and boys have been around years and years and some really good players so I learned a lot when I was coming through 17-18 getting my first Premiership games from them sort of boys you know in, in Ponty and Cardiff and yeah, I definitely think you should. The young young boys should have a few games there first, and before they make the step up to the A's. And, but it, it's definitely a positive thing because it definitely bridges that gap. Which is another interesting
0: viewpoint. On to the Ospreys, where they've had a good start to the season with the back row of James King, Justin Tipperick, and Dan Lydiate shining. So, what does King make of Tipperick's form
6: this season? Tips as well, he is, isn't he? You know, he's a very, very skillful player. I think he was due a chip and chase, he hasn't had one of those for about a year, so uh, I think he's taken that off for the season. But no, he's just you know, he's a great player, isn't he?
0: Just in terms of that back row blend, as you say, it's nice for you to settle down in, in a position and have a group of you, have a trio that can work out your roles against each other.
6: Yeah, I mean, I mean you know what you get from each of us, really. Like, I'm doing a bit more line at work at the moment. You know, it's, it's very, very strong in defence, and tips is everything, isn't it? So no, it, it seems to be working well at the moment. We just seem to be working better together, but again, we've got more people coming back from injury as well, so it's not just three people, we've got about eight people going for three people slots, so I think that's helping as well, drive the competition there.
0: And your likes are down, obviously, injured for most of last season, and a few new signings. Are they players who are coming in in the right places, in the right positions?
6: Yeah, you know, it's, it's impossible to play every single game in the season, and there's bound to be rotation throughout the season, but um, like I said, you've got eight people going for, for three people's spots, you know, you've always got someone on your heels, so a little incentive to play well at the weekend
0: get back to this time last year how much of a shock someone like yourself has been here a long time and had a lot of success here how much of a shock to the system was that and at least now you can breathe a little bit more happily than you did then
6: Yeah you know there were, there were games last season where it was only one or two things if they'd gone different then it would have been a massive shift in results and then obviously the momentum of you, you lose and then it's, it's hard to get back to that sort of that winning ways but um, no, it's, it's been mentality and ethos has been working well we've had three home games at the moment but you know we try to make it a sort of fortress that this is our backyard you've got to come in and try and take it off us but um, no it's, it's been working well how has at the moment it's nice to come in on Monday when you won really isn't it yeah. I
0: got a November squad announcement coming up the fact that you're playing regularly in one position as part of a successful
6: unit that'll bode well for you I've got no control over that really I've to say the same thing every time just play as much as I can as well as I can and then the rest will take care of itself really.
0: Listening to the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. The women's regional tournament, particularly important with the November series of internationals looming. Liz Jones went along to find out more.
3: Liliana Podflak, vice captain of the Blues. Congratulations, two hour two. The only team undefeated. Obviously, you're pleased with that at the moment. Yeah, I think we played in the first half and we came back and. We deserved it. We've got a lot of young players, the first, second years of their senior debuts. And I think this past nine weeks we've had of training, come together as a team. Lots of people haven't played together before. I joined Blues this season and it's been a great environment. And we've come so far in the pre-season. An intense pre-season really and this mm. program back to back, but you're enjoying that. Yeah, yeah, I've loved every minute with the Blues and I can't wait for the next games and see where we come in the championship. What about your background? When did you start playing rugby? And Five years ago, maybe, just with the local village team in England. And then I wanted to get joined in, in Welsh rugby because that's my family background. And I started the Dragons, came to Union Cardiff, so it made it easier to transfer to Blues this year. And my ambitions would be to get my first cap for the Welsh women, and I guess we'll see. I mean, this programme now, the pre-season and and this regional programme, leads nicely into the autumn series, is that on everyone's minds now? Yeah, I think it's a really good way of doing it this year because it brings all the teams together, gets everyone playing together the first start and then Coming together as a national team should become a lot easier for the Autumn Internationals. Do you think we're going to see a lot of new caps this autumn? Yeah, I think there's a lot of competition. I've seen like a lot of new talent this year that wasn't here last year. So it should be really good and competitive.
0: Finally, the Principality Premiership, which is really throwing up some tremendously exciting games of rugby. This week in BBC Wales is Merthyr travelling to RGC. And a chance to hear from a few more of the Principality Premiership club's
1: C and Merthyr
0: We're here up in Merthyr because it's the launch. You're the
1: defending champions. Yep. That must make you proud even before the season kicks off. Oh, definitely. You know, um, for everyone to come into this kind of facility, you know, we're proud of what we have got up here. The investment which has been put into the club. You know, Jim's fantastic, fantastic. Um, the field, you know, there's kids out there now, um, all running around wearing Merthyr badges. You know, and we're immensely proud to be champions the last two years. Um, far from arrogant and think that we kind of deserve to go on and do it again. But at the moment. Uh, we be proud of what we did last year, definitely. Everyone was gunning for you last year as the
0: champions, as the double champions this year. <laughs>
1: it could get even harder. Oh, I will. You know, last year, everyone who we played against was literally no easy games. You know, I've been asked about relegation and those sides in the bottom four to six. And, and we played those sides last year and they really did give us difficult outings. And that wasn't just the way, you know, that was up here as well. So it's going to be a really challenging season. We're there to be knocked down, as champions always are, you know. And I'm sure teams will kind of do their best to do that. Where are you after the summer? You kept the core of the squad, but there's there's in and outs. Yeah, we've had um, a few boys leave us, one or two retirements, one or two move on to other clubs. Uh, We signed a a good bit of quality, you know. We signed kind of Jay Baker's coming to us from your space. We've had one or two boys from Ponty, Jake Thomas and Adam Thomas brothers. You know, have really come in and added some quality to the squad. You know, it's good to have competitive nature and a competitive environment within and around the squad. And you know, me and Chief are going to have some difficult conversations about selection and why players are playing, why they're not playing, but now everyone will have an opportunity and then we're looking for people to push each other and for us to get better, particularly now with us trying to play this entertaining brand of rugby to get more fans and watching on the box and coming through the gate you know it's important to us the processes we go through to win and that's not just about let's kick it to the corner and drive it over which we can do but it's also about you know, let's play an exciting brand of rugby which our players want to buy into and play as well How much of a change is it for Merthyr in terms of style of rugby, you've got the pitch to play it on. Yeah, we have. You know, um, we've tried to play as much as we could last year. You know, there was times where we did revert back to type a little bit and we stuck up a jumper a bit and overpowered a few teams. But I think if we have this exposure, which we have last year, people will see kind of what we're all about. And a lot of rugby we played last year was outstanding. If I could put a highlight field together, we'd have some good stuff there. As with a lot of other clubs, you know, we watch you know, highlights of clubs every week before we play them. Um, um, I could pick out, like Newport, for example. Some of the tries they scored last year were things which uh, I haven't seen before, to be honest, where they've thrown the ball about. RDC were fantastic last year, Carmarthen, Landovery. There's a lot of teams within this division who want to play wide rugby. You know, we played Carmarthen on TV last year and, as a week before the Cup final, and they tore us apart, you know. And that wasn't by trying to take us on physically, or trying to kick the corner, or out us, out line out. They did it by playing a bit of rugby. So we want to do that as well. We want to try and play a brand of rugby which these guys enjoy and build on last year which was a good season for us, obviously.
0: Gareth Gunter, on Rugby Club. Are you looking at the relegation or are you looking at the top positions? How's that work? We're looking at the length of the or above and that's essentially where we're setting our goals for now but it'll be game by game. When you look at that on the basis of where you were last season in the league, what do you have to change? I think we've already put a lot of emphasis in, into the squad and the depth of our squad compared to the two seasons that we've previously had in the Premiership. You're a club of signed players, of course, everybody does, but you're also a club that develops Mm -hmm. their own. Have you got players coming through that you think are that bit more mature? (laughs) Yeah, there's obviously a a, a first team and two youth teams with us at the moment, so a number of those players train with us on a regular basis. There's one or two wingers that are coming through that Dianne backs coach is is very pleased with, so uh, yeah, you'll see some introductions of some community club players coming up over the next six to 12 months. When you look at 12 teams next season, Mm -hmm. what would it mean to a club like Bargoy to be one of them? Uh, We're proud to be where we are at the moment. They're the only club that have gone through from Division 6 all the way up through to the Premiership. We're pleased with the fact that we've got a seat at that table at the moment, and essentially we don't want to be going anywhere. So come this time at the end of next season, we'll be stood here having the same interview because it's a case that um, the chairman and the benefactors...
8: The club itself uh, really pleased with playing in the Premiership, and long well may it continue. Steph Sankara, head coach Bedwas. So, what sort of shape are Bedwiss in? We probably recruited a lot more local lads to our squad than usual, really. We lost quite a few senior players as of last year, but they settled in actually, and um, yeah, they've certainly given their worth. The table last year. Yeah. You take anything to be the same again, would you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This is it. <laughs> so we all know the importance of this year, and if you know, if we, if we are looking back the last three or four campaigns. We finish in the top three, top four, top five. Uh, So we are consistent in that respect but of course this is the important year and um, yeah we, could, we would give anything to be around that that's for sure
0: I do get the feeling from some of the other bigger names bigger historical yep. names who finished below you last year
8: that they may be going to be not taking it more seriously but certainly taking it differently this yeah listen and, and that's their approach Um you know how we've gone about things over the last couple of years has been just built on about our values built on about our local lads so to speak we don't have the resources as other clubs so that's pretty much what we're about and uh, nothing's going to change we like back against the wall stuff, we like being underdogs and certainly we will give a good account of ourselves. Talked about the positions you finished the last few years. You, you like surprising people, don't oh, you? Oh, completely, completely. And that's when we are at our best. If I remember two years ago where we were tipping on the top two, probably didn't suit us, if I'm honest, didn't know how to handle that so much. And of course, with limited resources, you pick up the odd injury and it certainly comes back to bite us. But what we are, we're very vigilant and we're very uh, hard-working and we're grafting and we certainly like the backs against the wall tags, you say. Regular TV coverage, more TV coverage, obviously Who have been doing it for a few years how much will that make a difference to the club? Uh, It's a funny one that um, probably not being in this position so I guess there's some certain individuals of the team that will probably thrive on that others perhaps the pressure might get towards us uh, but for a club like this uh, as a village club it's perfect, it's ideal we always try to showcase what we're about as a club and if we can do that on a pitch in front of the TVs even
0: better what are the attitudes of the players and the coaches you'll be in the spotlight a lot more
8: yeah yeah absolutely listen we can only control the controllables which is on the paddock and you'd like to think that we're going to prepare them enough and they're going to be diligent enough to really put a performance in under the spotlight and um, if we can do that even better how different will your team talks be with the audio potentially going out (laughs) yeah I have to learn a little bit then I have to keep the how articulate it can be I guess I don't have to put it out there but uh, and certainly watch some of the language um, yeah yeah absolutely I think that's part of the game now and you know and that's a learning experience for myself for some of our staff so yeah I think we'll enjoy that and we'll sort of uh, yeah we'll grab it we'll grab it it'll be good that's it from this week's Principality Welsh from the Union Podcast plenty
0: more next week but until then goodbye